How do winos <laughs> connect wirelessly? <laughs> Brown tooth. <laughs> oh, oh man, is that bad? That's politically yeah, correct. Oh, yeah. man. Welcome to the Big Bad Broadcast, dude. Thank you, Tommy Chung. And we got a great show for you this week. We got Mike Grief. I'm a monkey. We got Frank Mitchell. Yeah, it's like that old show, Ten Speed and Brown Tooth. And I am John Ferentino, and we are here every week, wherever you find your podcast, and we're closing in on our 100th show. 100. Wow. Wow. 100 shows. I can't even count that high. I can't believe that. 100 hours of listening to us. (laughs) Of this bullshit. (laughs) I heard that that they bought the tapes for Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, they did. (laughs) So right now they're like prisoners in Guantanamo Bay going, what the fuck are those guys talking about? <laughs> stop. Just stop and I'll, I'll, I'll confess. I'll confess. Please, John, please. John, how was your trip, man? You just got back from Nashville. You did Nashville. Nashville. Uh, yeah, I went to Nashville to do my seance. Right. And uh, my seance, I was hired for Halloween week. Nice. And I made it very Halloween. I go, welcome to... Has the cards where ghouls, goblins, and ghosts run randomly at the hall at night. And I did my show and ended the show with thank you for joining me on this theatrical journey. And then Ghostbusters started playing. And <laughs> midweek, midweek, they right. came to me and said that basically um, that my show is banned in Nashville for being too real. Band in your band in Nashville for being too real. Oh my god, I've seen now. Well, I haven't seen this show, but I mean, I can't believe anyone would ban you for being too real. I've you're, seen you're, the show, didn't, didn't that the show that we with with the thing and the thing falling off the hanger? And yeah, 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 shit. yeah, yeah. yeah I saw that. Doesn't, doesn't it say like this is entertainment? I mean, you know, you're here for fun. Yeah, you're yeah they say that about wrestling, but wrestling's real. Apparently, look at my. Oh, you, uh, yeah. you can't see that too. That's what I do. I make what pancakes do I and do no things. And things I know. <laughs> I know things. Craig, are you trying I to say things. wrestling's not real, man? Don't. No, I said wrestling's real, dude. You're damn straight. It's real, man. You damn straight. I'm not damn straight, though. I am yeah, not damn straight. No, really, you're not any kind really, of straight. I, I don't really. Oh, geez. Ring the bell. Ring the bell, man. Sorry, John. On the left side. Um. So you're too scary for Nashville, is what you're saying. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, apparently Nashville is the buckle of the Bible Belt. It's yeah. the buckle. And, didn't um, didn't a throng of people complain? Yeah, a throng. two out of three hundred. How many is what? a throng? A throng, three hundred. Two, two out of so so that that's a throng. What 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 is a what is a throng? That's two out of three hundred <laughs> is like zero point one five percent. A throng is like one of those maidens that says just a strap up your butt. Oh, that's a thong. <laughs> Isn't a throng a sound effect that John Holmes' penis made? Throng. No, okay. he's not um, gay. He's straight. You know, he's yeah. dead. He's dead. But meanwhile, I, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say about it because um, I don't. Under, I didn't understand it myself. But well, my uh, show is normally a little too scary, but that's just because anyone who gets near me goes, "Oh man, that guy smells scary." <laughs> I just don't understand that. How could you know? It's like a, it's like it's a Halloween it, show. I yeah, think. 
You know, and then basically right after that, two days later, the Archbishop um, came out and begged the Archbishop to, of Canterbury, no, of Nashville, <laughs> and begged that during the Halloween season not to try to contact the dead or use Ouija boards. What? Because it opens a door. Mm. What? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. It opens. And this is twenty twenty three. We're dealing with. So. Well, let's let's. I mean, I, I, do you do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe in spirits and all that? And you do the show. Uh, and I know in the beginning of the show, I've seen it. You say you're a skeptic. So, I mean, but do, yeah, you, do I, you believe? This is what I believe. I believe that if somebody passed on and you have a connection with that person, whether through a dream or you feel like they're in the room w- with you, mm-hmm. not to scare you, I'm not certainly going to be the one that says that that's not true. Because I've had some experiences like that myself. Do I believe in like, you know... John Edwards, I do believe in psychics, right? Like not all of them, you but do? I think that there are some psychics. Yeah, I went to a psychic in um, England. Oh yeah, was... well you said John Edwards. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, wait. no, no, not. I said not like John Edwards. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, you know, I went to a psychic in England that told me everything about my life. They had no idea who I was, and when she was done, I said, "What do I owe you?" And she goes, "I can't take money for this." You know what I mean? Wow. I, 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 I want to visit her. I really well, do. I mean, I'm, me I'm not mention... And then gave me an audio tape of everything we talked about. Yeah. And she said, you know, when you go home, and I played it for other comedians, and they were like, oh, my God, it's definitely Bob Woods. Yeah, I'm really skeptical about the whole, the whole visitation and whether you have a bond with somebody because, I mean, Dick Buckus and I were really close mentally, and he hasn't shown up yet. So, All right. Well, this is what the woman told me, and this is to keep in mind. <laughs> thanks, somebody, thanks, Mike. What kind of name was Dick Buckus anyway? I know. I mean, yeah, I really scariest, love that name. The scariest name in football. But anyway, if um, this is the way the woman explained to me, that if people have dreams of people that have passed on, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that person that passed on to let you know that they're okay. Right. And... She said that the difference between a dream and a visitation is most people forget about their dreams by 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon, but a visitation dream will stay with you for years and seem as real as the day that you had it. Yeah. See, I don't know. I don't, I'm, I just, I believe, look, I believe we're all made up of energy. So a spirit, I, I do believe in spirit, but it's not the way generally people believe in it. Well, I believe at, like the end of my, at the end with of a consciousness, my it's just energy the end of my show i talk about i go you know we have to ask ourselves a question do spirits come back because they don't know they're dead do spirits come back to tell their story because of unfinished business or do spirits come back to give us hope although our physical body dies our energy lives forever which is basically go, go, what you're saying. going back to john edwards he he used to say one thing i used to watch his show i'm sorry i i found it fascinating i used to i used to try to figure out what he was doing and you know he, he basically he's just he's throwing you know something against the wall but what he used to say is like okay i see i see a relative to your side uh do you have a brother or sister or somebody who passed you know and he goes they're just here to say that they're okay and i'm thinking to myself what does okay mean you're dead. You're in a spirit. What does okay mean? Does it mean I, I don't understand what the okay means? I, 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 it means that there's there's barbecue in the afterlife. That's I hope okay, so. Man. That would be really okay. Because I, okay. I won't be okay. I won't be okay unless there's. Yeah. Brian Reagan does a really funny bit about it. Who? Because I <laughs> Brian Reagan. He goes Reagan. Brian. Reagan. It comes out. He goes. I hate these sake. I hate these psychics that go. Uh, oh yes, looks. I, I see somebody. 
Um, I, I see somebody. Did you have a brother, sister, mother? Did you ever know anyone that yeah. died? A neighbor, you had a neighbor. <laughs> that died? You rode a train and with people goes, once, yeah, yeah. right? He, he goes, yeah, my brother. Your brother died? Yes. I see he died of natural causes. He was hit in the face with a bazooka. No, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing well, military. Now he, got, yeah. now he goes, now he goes, he got, he goes, I see he died of natural causes. And he goes, no, he was hit in the face with a bazooka. He goes, well, then naturally he would have died. <laughs> the bazooka was natural. It was made from non-GMO products. Oh, man. But, yeah, it's very funny. Oh, no, I, I used to watch him and just watch him. Please. He was just, I mean, my friend went to a taping of one of his shows and he said, you know, when they when the show went out on the air, they showed him like talking to three people, and he was like, you know, it looked like it was amazing. But he said the, the, the taping was actually three times longer, and he struck out more than he, you know. Well, he, and Penatella Penatella did a show, you know, that show they have bullshit. I love that show. And they did a thing where they went to his show, and they had like a camera on their tie and a recorder. Oh yeah. And he says that he thinks the whole waiting. First of all, he says. The audience, they're never ready to go in. There's always a technical delay, and people are waiting in the hallway. Right. And they think that the hallway is totally mic'd. And they're listening and to what people are less saying. Less people going, oh, I hope my Aunt Betty comes through. Yeah. You know, There's oh, somebody out there mother. who has yeah. gas. They have a lot of you know? gas. We're, I'm hearing a rumbling. Uh, in the- there's a rumble tumble. <laughs> somebody farted yeah. in the hallway. Oh, man. It was your Uncle Steve. And, uh. So in all fairness, the club was very nice to me, and I did a TV show, which you can see on Facebook, to promote the event. And, that was really good, um, too. I'm telling you, you're traveling. You're all over the place. I'm just I'm going to like start a new show, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, with John Ferentino. Yeah. I mean, fucking guy takes this, private, this private John jets. He's on, he's on private jets with billionaires. He's, he's at wait, freaking... wait, where I'm going tomorrow is I'm actually going tomorrow night to the Waverly. No. Oh, you're going to access. So you've been there before, though, haven't you? Or no, this will be the first time. This is actually the first time. Wow. Are I mean, gonna... I've done so much research on it. I feel like I've been there. You know are you, I mean? bringing, like are I you bringing a camera and stuff? Are you going like, to? Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to get a picture of me outside it. But I'm doing the Waverly Seance about three blocks from the Waverly. Mike, we um, have to be prepared. John may not be coming back. John may not be coming back. Maybe, maybe, not in this, maybe not in this form. You've you know. been messing with us for years now. You he will come, not leave. He might come back as a ghostly image of himself. Doctor King, Doctor King is gonna friggin' grab your ass while I you're know, there. Doctor King. <laughs> King, no relation. Yeah. <laughs> so, so where are you now? Where uh, where are you going now? You're going to. Uh, I'm going to the, the Waverly is in I'm Kentucky, going to isn't the it? Paranormal storytelling convention. It's in, in Kentucky, uh, though, right? We get banned from this too. Now. Louisville, Kentucky. Don't get banned. I have on Friday night. I have to do my full comedy show, right? And then I have to do a lecture on Saturday, and then do my seance Saturday night. Going to Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> and Joe Silky's on the show with me. Really? Joe. So he's coming down? Oh, yeah, friend yeah. of the show, Joe Silky. If you ever show. wondered. I'm spending Joe, the weekend with him. Joe Silky invented magic. He's Man, the inventor he, of magic. How is Invent- Joe doing? We got to get Joe on the show. He's been we working on this trick for three years, and he finally got it figured out where he can take a picture of you, either one of you, take a picture of you, and it's a Polaroid. Right. And when it develops, there's a ghost behind you. Mm. And then you can take another picture with it, and it's be just you. 
So it's that modern technology, a Polaroid. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 this is way off. What I mean, we're I know Joe about. is kind of old, but I, <laughs> I saw this. I saw this thing yesterday on TikTok, and it was talking about David Copperfield in 1984. Apparently, he floated across the Grand Canyon. Yeah. The, I, I'm not going to ask you to disclose that, but I have no idea how. You really? Absolutely knows how he did it. Well, I was absolutely like, no idea. Was it like last, last year or the year before? I forget. Me and Patty went. We saw his show in Vegas. Man, he puts on a hell of a show. I mean, he's still he's not a kid, but he still puts on a hell of a show. That he's sounds so, special, that sounds so like. It's no, a special pretty after the first of the year where he's vanishing the moon. Wow. No, you so said something like, so Liberace. He puts on a hell of a show. He's quite the didn't show. Didn't they do that in that movie, Despicable Me? He he's stole a, the moon. What is show? <laughs> They've been doing that since Felix the Cat. Gee, Mr. Felix, Master Cylinder stole the moon. That's the wrong guy. Uh, mm. But so, okay, that's so you have no idea how he did that. And then he had made no the somebody disappear. I will ask Joe Selke this weekend for you because Joe figures Please do. He, he's, he's the oracle. He knows. He is. He's just so funny. I saw it's funny. I saw this guy at a magic convention this last weekend, and he comes out and he goes, I need somebody to give me a random number. Guy goes, goes four digit number. The guy gives the four digit number. He goes, Now, somebody, anybody, tell me what their age is. I want everyone to take out their phones, put in the first number, put in the guy's age, multiply it. Now, has anybody here got a speeding ticket? Guy it's goes, a complicated goes, thing, right? Wait, wait, listen, wait, he goes, anyone have a speeding ticket? And the guy right. goes, I did. He goes, how many miles over the limit? He goes, multiply that by 17. He goes, what number do you have? And he writes on a blackboard and he goes, it's pretty ironic because the first two digits are 11. That's November. The second two digits are 06, which is today's date. Now, I all want you to look at the time on your phone, and it's 906. Oh, well, I mean, I'll go. And I, yep. I got to I go, how the fuck did it? So he goes, it's an iPhone app. <laughs> <laughs> what? Really? He, he's an an got an a, he got an $80 iPhone app. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> but it was just like that. He just got, yeah, it's an iPhone app. You know, like, what are you, stupid? It's like, oh. it's like the ama- when, when I was a kid or a teenager, I used to watch Johnny Carson. I used to love when the amazing Kreskin was on. And I used to try to figure out how he was doing what he was doing. And some of them you can actually figure out if you think. I met Kreskin. Kreskin. He shook my har- arm so many times I thought he was going to rip it out of the socket. <laughs> he goes, stop for jail. So glad to meet you. So glad to meet you. I'm like, all right, all right. Let go of my arm already. <laughs> he's a little he's a little weird guy dude that's like he's little he looks big on tv i yeah, mean i mean i don't mean tiny. tiny i don't mean big don't remember he's tiny skinny tiny and skinny so you know who almost broke so my hand good. ernest borgnine he was staying in a hotel room next to us during an autograph convention i saw him i went to shake his hand he's like this is a 90 year old man i think he crushed like five minute metacarpal bones in my well, how would you like to be ernest borgnine and be synonymous with ugly chicks Ugly chicks. Why yeah, people go, what'd she look like? She looked like Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> <Ernest Borgnine. laughs> <laughs> hey, he must have been a pretty he must have been a pretty big dude. I mean, he came off as as, as no. a bad looking really he wasn't five eight, big, five nine. That's it. Yeah. Wow. See now he was, like, matter. he was powerful, man. Powerful at age ninety. Holy shit. It was it was Mikhail, right? Yeah, Mikhail. And he was actually in room nine seventy three. And I go well, to I mean, hey, they gave you they gave you no, but yeah. I'm saying he was Mikhail with our 
buddy uh, Michael's dad was in my favorite movie, man, The Wild Bunch. Are you kidding and, with? Yeah. And I said to him, you're in room 973. He goes, yeah. I go, well, you were on PT 73 on Mikhail's Navy. He goes, oh, yeah. I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but uh, I made his day. I remember in Sarah Ballantyne, her dad was on that show. Yep, Carl Ballantyne. Carl Ballantyne, he was great on that show. Yep, yeah. Yep. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, man. So, 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 so. I'm getting ready. I want to go see uh, some music, man. I'm going to go see some live What's the you guys? I mean, what's 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 your what, what kind of stuff do you listen to? I'm stuck in a time warp. <laughs> I am too, man. I I fucking don't think I've listened to any new music since like the mid '90s. There's some there's some new music I like. Like there's a really good rock band out. There's a throwback called Dirty Honey. They're really really good and they're new. Ring the bell, John. Dirty Honey. <laughs> I was thinking the, the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say, I, I'll tell Dirty you, the Spooge. Only, the name is Dirty Spooge. <laughs> the only the only rap music I've ever listened to in my life is Eminem because I think he's really funny. Yeah, he is. He's really funny. Um, that one song he had where he had um, Triumph the Insult Dog in it. I can't. I Remember that song? He goes, "It's about the Olsen sisters." Uh, you know that song? I don't. No, I don't. Oh, he does a song about the other sisters. He goes, "Oh, you look so good." He goes, and then he goes to a movie theater. He's watching it, and Pee Wee Herman's next to him, and they arrest them. And and then he's just going, "What is the thing?" He goes, "I never seen a I've never seen an ass like that." It's the name of the song. Really? He goes, now you're getting older. I've never seen an ass like that. <laughs> so, so, so I'm filming. I'm filming an episode of my show uh, that's it's upcoming. I sent it to my producer to proof it, and I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing baby back ribs, and on the back of baby back ribs is a, there's a membrane you got to take off before you cook yep. it, right? So I'm I'm sitting there in the episode, and I'm like I'm like you got to take off this membrane. I'm like insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. The brain. I have that on right, my music and yeah. my on my on my music that I when I go to the gym because when I go to right. the gym I get motivated by music. That's what made me think of it, and it's so, like the same thing. All I listen to is seventies, eighties, and and ninety early. You know. Well, my, so my producer goes. So I'm, I'm listening to you. I watch your show. It looks good. I go, but. You got to be the only sixty-three-year-old white guy who's actually singing Cypress Hill in a cooking show. I go, yeah, I think I am. <laughs> I'm sure of it, and it's I have like, no idea what you're even talking about. Cypress insane, Hill. insane in the membrane, insane in the brain. But uh, no, as I, it's because like I said I'm stuck in that same time warp. I mean, it's weird. It's like I, I just what's a, what, like what's a, what's the first concert you ever went to? Oh my god, first concert I ever went to in my life. Was in 1968. This is gonna be this is gonna be epic. It's John. It's gonna be. It's gonna 1968. Be, I, saw, I saw Jesus Christ and the apostles. I, I saw a hot fucking tuna. It was 1968, <laughs> and it was at the Singer Bowl. The Singer was, Bowl. Singer Bowl. That's where the Singer Bowl. That's where they used to do the um, the tennis competitions in uh, Forest Hills. God, I don't even oh. know what that is. And anyway. And it was a beautiful little stadium, um, outdoors, and the concert and I saw was saw Herman's, the concert Herman's Hermits. I saw Beethoven. I saw Beethoven. Six dollars. The I'm opening act was <laughs> the opening act was a group called the Soft Machine. That were... All right, you guys aren't gonna you're gonna miss out no, on a great some... story. Come on, the Soft Machine. Right. The soft ring machine the bell. Ring the bell. The Soft Machine was the house band of the Fillmore East. Right. And they were amazing. 
So they were the opening act while people were coming in. The first act was Janis Joplin and Big Brother and the Holding Company. Jesus Christ. The second joke, the second act was the Chambers Brothers, who were really like the headliners. Wow. And the third act was Jimi Hendrix. Man, I fucking hate you, John. (laughs) And this was was how Jimi Hendrix opened the show. He comes walking out and he goes, on the first day, God created the universe. He goes, on the second day, he created the stars. On the third day, he created the heavens. On the fifth day, he goes to the whole thing and he goes, and on the seventh day, he rested. And it's like really big pause. He goes, because on the eighth day, the day that was so bad, he didn't even record it. He created Jimmy and the world was a better place. <laughs> the place. No, really? A little crazy. ego. A little ego there, man. Well, who was your, what was your first day, Mike? What was your first? Oh, man. It's so I mean, opposite I, 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 of what show you would John expect. that you can re- and make it more impressive than John's. Go ahead. It's it's so opposite than what anyone would expect. My first concert was Todd Rundgren. <laughs> you know, everyone's always thinking like, what, what was his Black big what was, what was his big hit? Hello, it's me. I've yeah. been around right. for a long, a, long a rock star named Todd. Come on, that's pretty good. You know what though? But Todd, he he was people a good show. I think he was right? like a teenager. I think when he started writing music, he's written tons and tons but of dude. Hits he was he was big with Meatloaf and that uh, Bad Out of Hell album. That's right. He produced. I think he yep. produced Bad Out of Hell. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. What was yours, Craig? Chicago. I just saw Chicago on the Chicago Ten Tour. It was they were really, really. Did good. Did you see oh. them in Chicago? I used to uh, be Nassau Coliseum, man. Best place to see a concert. I don't well, want to trump you, but I was their opening act for like two years. Wow. <laughs> Fucking John, but not back in the day when they had Terry Cash. No, no. Yeah. In fact, when I was the opening act, it was like it was like opening for a bunch of impressions, impressionists. It was like, I think it was only one original guy or two original guys and everyone else sounded, the concert sounded exactly, exactly like, you know, the old Chicago, but it was like guys doing impressions of the original guys. And then we did Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young and Chicago. I yeah. did that. But the too. thing is, Terry Kath, man, he, he we he can't is, compete with John. We just can't compete. No, we can't. I only, but Terry, right, Terry well, Kath was so I cool. Like, I could be like, I actually played. I played guitar for Black Sabbath. You know, when Tony Iommi was was sick, and I fucking, you know, I, like Tony broke his arm, and so they pointed. John Ferentino happened to be in the audience, and so we. I got, I got John, so All right, so my other big concert moment oh, is no. oh, I no. saw the I. I he was saw, at Woodstock this fucking wait, wait, I, saw, I saw The Who do the Tommy album for the first time in America in the Stony Brook gym. Oh, I love Tommy. In the second row. My other big moment is I saw Tina Turner open for the Rolling Stones at Madison Square Garden. Wow. And then I saw Tina Turner open for Rod Stewart. Right, Rod saw, Stewart concert was amazing. Patty loves Rod Stewart. She saw, but I saw, I saw the Who, I saw the Who in Shea Stadium. And let me tell you, the Clash opened for the Who, right? So you know Shea Stadium, the planes go right yeah. overhead. Oh yeah. yeah. So the Clash is playing, and you hear the planes. Okay. Was on the Who goes on, and you fucking hear one plane. It was so loud, <laughs> you didn't hear a fucking plane. You didn't hear pl- nothing, man. <laughs> the planes are afraid to come over. No shit. I'm sure the sound vibrations. So can you like- imagine? Can you imagine what it was like in the Stony Brook gym? 
They played in the gym. Look at John. He's got all, you know, matter of fact, man, I fucking so, smoked a joint with fucking so, uh, with Roger Daltrey, <laughs> man. Look at John. So is that, is that, is that the loudest, is that the loudest concert you went to, the Who at Chase Stadium? Oh, without a doubt. And that was yeah, outdoors. Was like say, imagine seeing it right. Like John said, imagine seeing them indoors, man. Well, so, what was your loudest one, John? It had to be, it had to be. Like, I think it was, I think it was probably the Who. Okay. My, yeah, who I never saw the Who. I was going to see it in gym. The other one that was really loud was um, the Cars. Really? Well, you yeah, and, well, I saw them in a classroom in Albany. Yeah, that'll do it. I saw them in, I in a, I saw them a fish tank in the fi- it, no, physics it was, lab. It was <laughs> 10 years after in the Cars. You saw 10 years after. Yeah, that was yeah. A, all these incredible bands. So you're, like I say, you're, you're, you're a yeah. slightly older than us, so you got to see those incredible 60s guys that were – they were still some of them were still around when I was going to concerts, but I was more into the black. And do you know black what is and you know where, what is that building that's still up from the World's Fair? Oh, the oh, the exposition building. I know it looks Hall like of science. Uh, the Hall the, of Science. Is that yeah. the one? that's like circular. No, that's not a building. You're talking about the one with the flying saucers on top. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but I don't know. Well, anyway, I saw I saw Led Zeppelin there, right? And we got there, and it was sold out. So a friend of mine says, if we put our back against the pillar, we can walk straight up and go over the top of the wall. Like Spider-Man. Right. And did you? So I, go, I go, I'm not doing that, right? Yeah. So we've managed to scalp two tickets, and we were up in that row. And next thing we know, some guy comes walking up, do-do-do, with his back against the wall, walked away. And it's like five stories. Yeah, and he climbed over the top, and I just remember this guy next to me just looks at me and he goes, "Dude, nothing stops a speed freak." <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> well, and then- Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Okay, this is a great Jimi Hendrix story, right? And I have nothing to do with this, but I read this. So I, I think I told you guys offline. So Jimi Hendrix was playing at the Fillmore East, and at the time he was just the most incredible guitar player in the world. So at the end of every show, he would do light my he go fire, and he'd get down on his knees with a lighter fluid, and he'd light his guitar on fire, and then he'd take it and ram it through all the amplifiers. and Like the Who would wreck everything when they were done. Right, and he would just run. But you were there, so who was first? Who started destroying their equipment first? The Who or Hendrix? I don't know. I mean, there were different countries. The Who says in in their song that they started that we were the first band. They did it on. They did on the Smothers Brothers. They destroyed their their stuff once. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't really know. But I mean, Hendrix was just like crazy. So he did the whole show, and he walked off. And Bill Graham comes up to him and says, "He owned the Fillmore," and says, "I cannot believe that you do that. You've just cheapened yourself." And he goes, what are you talking about? He goes, you're the best guitar player in the entire universe. You don't need those cheap theatrics. It's ridiculous. Right. And he goes, point well taken. So the next show starts, and he just, apparently the best, it's a recorded live album. It's called Hendrix at the Fillmore. And they say it's the best guitar playing anyone's ever done. Right. And he walks off stage, and Bill Graham goes, see, that's what I'm talking about. You don't need all that cheap stuff. And he goes, Really? 
one, two, three, runs back out, sets his guitar on fire, wrecks <laughs> all the equipment. <laughs> oh, man. Well, so I, I have what. no stories that compare with John, but I will say this. In, in 1998, I was an extra, a featured extra on Saturday Night Live, and they had me. It, was, it took place in a hospital room, so they had me in pajamas and my hand in a fake cast. So I'm walking around before the show goes on the air, and the guest was P. Diddy and Robert Plant. And I'm walking the hallway, and Robert Plant sticks his head out of the dressing room where he's at. I think he was getting really high. I don't know. And he goes, ah, hurt your arm, huh? Or whatever he said. And I went, and I was, I totally geeked out. I went, no, no, it's actually not hurt at all. This is actually a costume for for a sketch we're doing. And he went, yeah, yeah, I know. And I was like, Oh man! In I other just, words, I, in other words, Robert Plant called you a dick. No, right. no, I, I, no, I, I proved to him that I was a dick. <laughs> that, there you He's go. I did. Yeah. Oh so, man! Do you guys know who John Gilmore is? Right. Yeah, Gilmore. He had those girls, the Gilmore girls. No, he's the the head guy in Pink Floyd. No, that's it's not John Gilmore. It's um, um yeah, yeah, no, um, I know, but David yeah, Gilmore? David Gilmore. It's David, David Gilmore. David Gilmore. So I'm right. So this is so name dropping, but it was yeah, like the this. most amazing fucking right. musician. So I'm I'm drop a name. Hold on, hold on. I'm riding in the tour bus with David Frank. Crosby. Is the name Frank? Is I'm riding name? in the tour bus with David Crosby <laughs> and Graham Nash, and, 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 and they're all sleeping. Yeah. And I get up, and, and Jesus had, is over here. We <laughs> had a phone. We, we had like a. We had like a. It was a cell phone, but it was like kind of hmm. like um, hang like I'm a house cord? phone. Like I turned to I turned to Napoleon and say. So I pick if the phone's ringing, I pick it up and I hear, "Hi, is Graham Nash here? This is David Gilmore." Wow. There go. Now I feel like I should be an undercover writer for Rolling Stone. Yeah. And I go, uh, "Now Graham's like, sleeping right now." He goes, "Oh, that's all right. Just tell him it's David Colin, and uh, you know, I just uh, you know, I just want to say hi." That's one so, of the best movies ever, by the way. So he comes back, Graham, and I go, "Hey, David Gilmore called." And Graham calls him, and I guess he was going through a divorce. And he answered the phone, and he went, "Welcome to the Hotel of Broken Dreams." And I see Graham take out a pen and write it down. Wow! Four hours later, he went in the back and came out with a song. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, these guys, are, fucking John, he's been fit for everything. I, I'm one day when I hear John, he's gonna be like, "So I'm on a bus, right?" And like, okay, Jesus is here, and President Nixon is right over here. And we're rolling along, and all of a sudden we see hitchhiking is, you know. Ho Chi Minh. It's Ho Chi Minh. Here's another road story that you'll love. So we land in Miami. We fly from Boston to Miami. We, we land we, in Miami. You mean Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Ferentino? Right. <laughs> and so we land in Miami because, God forbid, they should ride in the bus for more than six or seven hours. Right. We fly, the bus picks us up. So we're standing outside waiting for the bus to show up. And all of a sudden, this little girl, little girl, she's like 14, comes running out and goes to Graham. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's you. My mother is going to freak out. I get my mother's getting the luggage. Please don't go anywhere. I got introduced to my mother. This will be the highlight of her life. So Graham's like Graham being the nicest guy in the world. And he's, we've had him on the show. He, he can't be any nicer. So Graham goes, ah, I guess we got to wait. And the bus pulls up. And he's waiting, he's waiting, he's waiting. And I'm waiting with him, like pseudo security. And all of a sudden, the girl comes running back with her mom. She goes, Mom, 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 it's him. Look, it's him. Look, Mom, Tony Orlando. No, <laughs> come on. See, now I got to tell a cool story. Of wait, 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 wait. So every, <laughs> every theater we went to after that, 
I would find the picture of Tony Orlando and take it off the wall and hang it on Graham's dressing room. That's great. <laughs> wow. So here, Tony man. So, uh, so, so I'm doing a gig in Lake Apatcon, New Jersey. Right. And and, and, and Jesus and, walks up to you. And I'm with and I'm with uh, 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 Matt Max Dicelli. Okay. Right. That's a big. Name. And we had a great show. And then after the first show, they came up to us and they said, "You guys were good. You can have anything free off the kids' menu." <laughs> There you see, cool shit happens to us too, John. Okay, wait, you're not no, the only one who gets wait. cool shit happen. The you ever first, think that maybe John John really didn't do all this? He just had really good drugs in the sixties. You think that could time, be, man? First time I ever met David Master, right? First time right. I ever met David, who's also been on the show. Another friend of the show. He uh, first time I ever met him. He had just gotten off the road of doing comedy clubs forever. And my manager goes, you're going to meet David. He goes, why don't you guys go out to dinner and meet each other? Because we were getting ready to do the Coors Light Comedy Commando tour. Right. And so we're sitting there, and we got menus. And the waitress comes up, and she goes, can I take your order? And Dave opens the menu and goes, what can't we have on the menu? <laughs> <laughs> you remember those, man? Because they'd always go like that. they always go, you guys can have this, but, you know, you can't order that. I I laughed so hard. It was, they make you feel so fucking important. You know what I mean? It's like okay, you can. What can, you can what can I have? On you the can menu? have the sliders, but don't order a big hamburger. You know, <laughs> you know, comic named Todd Frank. No, Todd Frank. We went. We, we we. It was me, Rob Gray, and Todd Frank were doing uh, Wilkes Bar uh, Comedy Club, and uh, I think I believe it was Todd. If I have this wrong, forgive me. But he he was really indignant that we weren't getting food, and he he refused to go on. He came up to me and Rob was, listen, we're going to refuse to go on until they give us dinner. And there was two shows, you know, it was one night. It was only one night or Saturday night. And Rob and I are like, what's going on? So the, the owner comes up to us a little bit later and he goes, so um, Mr. Mr. Frank informs us that you guys aren't going to go on unless you get free dinner. And Rob and I look at each other, no, we didn't say that. We'll go on. There's no problem. He goes, great. He goes, Todd, you can't get any food, okay? Uh, he, he goes, uh, and he goes, Craig and Rob, you can eat on me. So that was great. That was fun. <laughs> See, John, good shit happens to us on the See? road. See? You know? I, to, I'm name drop. Okay. Tom Come on, Frank. And Boom. Then, and, then, and, then Wayne, and then Wayne Newton walked in, man, and we sang <laughs> together. Yeah. Yeah. Then we hitchhiked to Vegas. I, mean, me I, yeah. I mean, you, John, John, you know what? Last night, Tom Hanks. Tom right. Hanks. I watched the Tom Hanks movie. There you go. I, sm I smoked right. Angel Dust with Tom yeah. Hanks, man. Or I think I smoked. Or I smoked Angel Dust, and the guy next to me turned into Tom, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks well, yes. let, look, look. Let's put it this way: <laughs> when you're touring with rock legends, oh my god! No, no, I'm serious. When you're touring with rock legends, they're Excuse all friends. Me. No, what I'm saying they're all friends. John, all John. Do you have any gray poupon? No, just shut up. Listen, <laughs> yes. listen. What I'm saying is, when you're whole... legendary like me, no, then someday you'll scene... have a story to tell. Their oh, whole boy. scene is like the comedy scene. They all know each other, right? They all know each other. So, yeah, I mean, like I went to David Crosby's bachelor. <laughs> I went to David Batchelor's party. We had a roast for him, and they told me I'd be going on after Howard Hessman and before Jackson Brown. <laughs> oh, you know what was funny? You know, you I once threw up. I once threw up on a bus Jackson Brown had been on. There you go. <laughs> you know, but John, you mentioned something that you skipped over before when you were talking about Graham Nash and the Tony Orlando uh, woman. You said, you know, I I was like security, quasi security. I'm thinking, can you imagine a uh, 
a, a magician as a security guard. That's really pretty a funny thing. It's like, what, what, what can you do? You can't disarm the guy. You just make his pants disappear or something like I that. Know, well, it's John, John's a pretty big guy, though. I mean, he's not a small little John. No, no, like, I'm sure. How tall are you, John? You're like 6'1", 6'2". 6'1". 6'1". I'm not saying you can't handle yourself, but if, you, if you're a magician and handle, a security guard. I'll tell you right now, I can't handle myself. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, John, you're I got you're beat a, up once by the school bully. I mean, I was the bully, and I got beat up. I want to clarify something first. You, you're Italian, right? Yeah, yeah you so can't I know fight. a guy. I never I met a. a I never met a Italian guy couldn't fight. Well, I, I never fight. had to. My problem was I never had to fight. I can't fight either, Mike. But I didn't find out. I was Are you kidding? Three weeks ago. My father made sure I could fight because he'd kick my ass. I remember when you were a kid. This was the thing. I got in. Some kid bullied me and whatever. I was a little kid, and my father said, "You're going to go fight that guy, or I'm going to kick your ass." So it was like, okay, who do I fear more? If I fear my father more, I'm going to go and I beat the shit out of this bully. And ever since then, I became the bully. No, I just, okay. I just think that I think <laughs> a magician as a security guard would be intense. Like he's like, I'm going to beat the hell out of Graham Nash. Oh yeah, watch me pull this rope through my body. And the guy's like, okay, well, okay, I give up. No, I give it's up. Diversion. It's diversion. You no, hit the guy while you're making the fucking, you know, the when egg disappear. In, when I was in high school, there was a guy named Steve Levine. Who right. was kind of like they'll drop a name, Steve he Levine. Like, yeah, he, he, he like, produced Mash and uh, no, no, he was like kind of this nerdy guy, and he had like a little beard that came out of the middle of his neck, like a goat. Right, and like he, a was just, he was just weird. He was just weird. That sounds weird. He was sort of like the butt of every joke. You know what I mean? And so one day we were in this art class, and it was not intentional. But I picked up this paint and I went to carry it across and some spilt on his painting or whatever it was. And he was like, why'd you do that? And I go, why'd he do what? And he goes, you ruined my painting on purpose. And I go, no, I didn't. And he pushed me and I shoved him and I went outside after school. Right. So, 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 wait, that... so wait, so this is this nerdy guy. So I'm telling everybody. Yeah, I'm fighting Steve Levine after school, right? Which is the stupidest thing. Five hours later, you're not even mad anymore. It's just yeah, ridiculous. Right. You know what I mean? So we go out. We go, and it's across the street at the 7-Eleven where all the fights took place, right? So I got and all the guys. And Graham the, Nash walked over. I got all the guys from the football team, <laughs> all my friends. Everyone's there, all my surfing buddies. And he's like, let's go, right? And he's like, so I come up. I punch him right in the face. Right. And he went insane. He went, oh, and just ran, grabbed me like a bear, threw me down on the ground, and started packing my face in. You got the was shit like, kicked out of you by Steve Levine. I got the shit kicked out of me. I Basically, everyone decided later that everyone ever picked on him for his entire life. I got the wrath of it. Yeah, you so did. You I, like, I've done so that. So you were Ralphie. You were like Ralphie. Yeah, the key was like Ralphie in the fucking Christmas story. And he just yes. beat the shit out of you. Yes. <laughs> and then I woke up the next morning and my face was all swollen and red. And I was like, I can't go to school like this. Then I go, but if I don't go to school, it's going to be worse. Yep. So I went to school and it was like, it wasn't as bad. Everyone's going, you know, did you ever see like, like people that are crazy, like they can lift a car? You know, like when they're yeah. insane, they go, that's what he did. They go, that was insane. And I was like, yeah. So I went to my high school reunion 50 years later, and I uh, was fearing seeing him just because. You were still like, afraid of Steve Levine? No, not afraid, but just not the whole story came back. But 
I found out he was dead. Oh, wow. Man. He went so crazy on somebody I, I else. A, and... I'll tell you this story. I, 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 this guy named Steve Vanzetti was in my high school, and something happened where I, I, I said something, a wise-ass remark, and he stood up in the middle of class and goes, I'm going to fucking kill you later. And everybody like, well, because his father was supposedly connected. and he uh, yeah. Anyway, so he challenged me to this big fight by the cafeteria, and I was going to run. There's no way I'm going to fight this guy. And I'm in the cafeteria. My friend's like, no, no, you, you got to stay. You got to stay. He's coming. You got to fight him. Come on. And they, they wanted to see me fight him. I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to fight him. I'm not. I'm not. And I go to, I said, screw it. I went to go out the door. You remember how the doors used to like, you know, they were. And you hit him with the door doors. and you knocked him out, right? No, yeah. I, I pushed the door really hard. And he was coming in at the same time. There was no window. I broke his nose. Hey. Look I know the door opens. There's blood all over the floor. He's like, what? Oh, oh, he was no, he was no Steve Levine. Let me and, tell no, you something. Steve ran, Levine would have fucked and you I up. ran right, and I was like telling everybody, "Don't tell him it was me. Don't tell him I did the door." Don't tell and, if Steve and, Levine wasn't dead, man. He'd be kicking oh, no, your ass right nose. now. So I didn't, I didn't get beat up that day. And uh, oddly, I don't think he found out that I was the guy who pushed the door into. Him. Well, so, oddly nice. enough, man, when I was bullied as a kid, it was by a by a girl. What? <laughs> what a tom! What a tomboy! She's the sweetest thing now. I'm I'm friends with her still to this day. I'm not. I'm not yeah, Julia Roberts, right? That's who. No, the, but she she was she, she was tough, man. She was tough. She she'd kick your ass, man, without a fucking thing, you know. And I was scared. I was scared of her. <laughs> How old were you? Oh, when when my son Johnny oh, we was were grown. like you know eight, nine, ten, whatever we oh, were. Okay. But when my friend Johnny was growing, my friend, my son Johnny was growing up. There was a girl in our neighborhood, Jenna. And she used to, at one point, her mother wanted her to be a beauty queen. And she won all these contests. She was a beautiful little Mine girl. Right. And she had a um, she had a blonde ponytail, like, down to her butt. Oh, no. And she was the quarterback on our football team, the flag football team. Wow. And uh, Would you see flag? Could, yeah, flag. Okay, all right. Go ahead. And she would take the ponytail, <laughs> and she'd put it in her hair, put it underneath her baseball hat. And like when you're nine or ten, she get a pass for John. A boy. I did. I, I did. Oh, this was when your son was young, not when you. Yeah, were yeah, young. yeah. Okay. And I remember she would like, they would rush her, and she would throw like a thirty yard pass. Right. And the guy would be like in her face, and she'd just pull off her hat and shake out her hair and go, "You were schooled by a girl." <laughs> now, is she, the Jets are interested. Can you give her phone number to the Jets, please? It was great. It was What's great. that league, man? I see commercials. I've never seen. You know me. I'm not a big football Play or whatever. Football. Thing, but, it, no, it's it's the it's women. They play, they're like Girls. in bikinis and stuff playing. Oh yeah, it's football. the lingerie the lingerie football league. Oh my god, is is that actually? I mean, is it popular? Yeah, is actual, it, is it a, no, it's not real. It's like it's like uh, that other football that we used to. Johnny and I used to have season tickets to um, arena football. Arena football, yeah. But it's like it's it's interesting. The chicks are hot. <laughs> But um, from the clips I've seen, they can they're actually pretty brutal. They they're pretty brutal. Play and they they, yeah. they really they beat the hell out of each other. Yeah. Never seen an arena football game. Never. I was a sports. I'll tell you the arena football game. Okay, so the only difference in arena football game is it's a much shorter field. It's only sixty yards, and they have a net in between the uprights of the field goal. Right. And then when you kick a field goal and the ball hits the net, it comes back out into play. Oh, that's cool. So what's the point of arena football? I mean, there's real football. Why? Why is? Why are they playing arena football? Uh, it's faster. a different. It's a. It's a faster. It's a different season. It's like when regular football ends for right. people that can't get enough football. So if you can't get enough football, you got arena football. You got uh, lingerie football. What other footballs we got? 
Flag football. Flag. Kids. Well, ring the bell. You see flag. flag? You see flag? flag. Flag okay. football for the kids. For the mothers you know, that won't let their kids you, play. They, real they, football. You know that I, I, I'm going somewhere with this. Did you ever notice there's, there's no? Such yeah, thing we know you are. There's no gay football. You would think there'd be a gay football. There's gay bowling leagues. There's gay softball. There's no gay football. There's no gay. Yeah, Come on, guy. Wants... I mean, have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. it's just me. Because everyone wants to be a tight end. <laughs> no. <laughs> or, or a wide receiver. Thank you, Bob Nelson. No, you know I mean, I, I was thinking about this. And I'm like, I, you know, I have a, I, you know, I, I play fantasy football. No, of course. All my, all, what's that? Is it the same thing? No, no. All my players are naked, but hell, it's my fantasy. So there you go. <laughs> Thank you very much. I don't do any of that stuff, man. Not the sports guy. Like I said, for me, it's only like I'll watch MMA. I'll watch because I just love watching people beat the fucking shit. Chuck Liddell was in my car. Chuck Liddell. I know. I hate watching AMA. The Iceman, Chuck Liddell. I I really hate it. Yeah, I hate it. I just think it's so I don't know. You know what it it is, but that's what I love about it. I don't know what it is. You know, it's like I guess that's the sick part of me. Cause it's like the more they beat a guy, the more I want to go fucking just mush his fucking face. You know, I I just I love that shit. I don't know what it is. Mike, Mike, Mike that's how Mike gets his you therapy sure. out. That's where you're that's fucking where you're demented. That's how. <laughs> well, you know, MMA is just like boxing, only better. No, it's like boxing. Boxing's pretty brutal too, you know. Yeah, but it takes um, longer. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a, a fight as Don King's guest. <laughs> Come on! Holy <laughs> shit! That's part, part of his entourage. Oh man! <laughs> I swear to God. You know we can name, we could name drop too, John. I mean seriously, yeah, that's it. No, but this is a true story. I had I was working at Caroline's on Eighth Avenue, and Don King was in the audience, and I called him up on stage, and I look at him and I go, "So, uh, Don, the question in everybody's mind is: Does the word hairbrush mean anything to you?" Gets <laughs> this huge laugh. And anyway, he invited me to his fight, and we flew in Neil Hirsch's private jet. So we get there, and I went with Letterman. And <laughs> I you know, John, I, I guess I, I have. I, am, I guess I have personal friends with Joe Schmidt. Okay, I guess I, had, Joe I, Schmidt. Guess I have had a pretty charmed hey, life. Dennis but anyway, Franz. But anyway, Dennis, Dennis Franz I, called Michael an asshole. I know. There you go. No, but no, I actually I sat in the front row of a boxing match, a heavyweight boxing match, mm-hmm. and man, it is nothing when you watch it on TV. Well, I remember when me it and Winston is, Churchill is, went to we, we no, went no, to listen, a no, uh, boxing serious. match, and uh, you know we was a win, win with Winnie without Winnie Winnie. I'm making a, I'm <laughs> a point here when you get sit in the front row of a heavyweight boxing match, right. when you watch it on TV, when that guy gets punched in the stomach, you get some here, spit in the face. You hear, oh. <laughs> I mean, it's brutal. It's brutal. Yeah, of course it's brutal. It's that's not the like point. when you see it on TV, it's like so sterile, you know. Yeah, well, that's the point. The point. I'm, yeah, it's the not same that, way, dude. I Hockey love when they show. Ending. I love when oh, they yeah. show a hit in slow motion. You hit a guy, and you see the sweat just fucking just oh. shoots. Though you know the people in the first few rows are getting fucking you get nicked. soaked. You're it's getting spit. It's like sweat. A, it's like a Gallagher concert. That's it. It's gross. But um, no, it's it. about. It. You know, it's yeah. Well, it's 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 it's. I can imagine uh, I mean, what you're gonna. I'm gonna imagine what you're gonna name this show. Oh, I know <laughs> what I'm naming. <laughs> titties and beer. Well, titties and beer. Titties yeah, and I, beer. I would. I, I would ever put titties. Yeah, never mind. You uh, got your I own hate, set. 
<laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think of who I I could name drop too. I really could, but I don't. You know why? Because I don't know anyone. That's, That's why. Right. I, there you go. <laughs> That's it. So the last card. You guys don't to. know Frank Thompson, good friend of mine. No, I don't friend. know. He's just you don't know Jeff Kirshner, do you? No, hey. no, no, in relation to Don. Sorry, no. The last cards I went to was Barry Manilow. There you go. And, and you went there as a friend of, uh, you know, whatever. And Barry sang the Seagulls. To you. I went as friends of the Seagulls. And they probably went to Vegas with my daughter and their, and their private jet. And their private jet. He named Mandy after you. That was the he said. Okay, uh, so Craig, the, the name of this episode is Grandiose. Grandiose. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the Barry Manilow concert was amazing. Yeah, it was right? really amazing. I've. I really wanted to go for the private jet and to hang out with my daughter for the weekend. Tell the but truth, went, though. Before you went, you didn't know a, you didn't know any of his music. I know. I knew a lot. I know it loads lots of music. How could you I mean, not a lot know of his it? Music. However, while I was there, I was amazed at how many other songs that I forgot he did. Right. It was like every song you I ever heard of in your life. Smile without you. And we were in the second row center. And he has the whole backdrop of the stage was like a big karaoke thing with a bouncing ball. So everyone would That's sing. That's great. It was really you know, my cool. favorite. My favorite Barry Manilow song is I Am Stuck on Band-Aid Brankers. Yeah. That was uh, but you know what, though? How old that? is Barry Manilow? 81. I mean, 81. He's 81. Did he Same sound? Age as Mick Jagger. Did he sound? Did, he sounded like great. He sounded great. His voice is like velvet. I always like him. Guys... He's very, very skinny. I mean, Chris saw the pictures and said, I just want to feed him. Right. <laughs> I just want to feed him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's very, very skinny. Um, but, God, what a, what an entertainer. I mean, amazing. Amazing. I write what the is, songs like that, that good make what the an entertainer. Let me tell cream. you. I write the I saw, songs. I saw my last concert was, um, was uh, Cindy Lauper at the Hollywood Bowl. Well, what's here's the question. What's the what's the concert you always <laughs> nobody gives a see? shit? Well, thank you, yeah, Greg. No. Hey, I was just thank you for throwing that out there, Greg. No, but nobody gives a shit. I was just trying to think of something funny to say. Yeah, no, she <laughs> no, was, she was on her she was on her psoriasis tour. Oh <laughs> man. Yeah, she actually got stung by a bee while while she was singing. Really? She stepped really? on it and stung on it. And she and she spent 20 minutes taking the bee stinger out of her foot. And that's I'm so like, much. that's that's a great concert. There you go. So this is time I'll never wrote a song about it. Want to hear it? No. <laughs> I knew that. I knew the B. I knew the B. John, <laughs> me and yeah, me and Grab, me and Graham Nash we used to hang out with that B. Yeah, she got Crosby. That B. That, that B, B was at David. That, Cros- that B was at David Crosby's bachelor party. That B stung B- Peter Frampton when I was at a party with Graham Nash, and I think it was. Uh, I don't know. So no wait, what I was gonna say is so what's the what's the concert you always wanted to see but you never got That's to see? Easy. That's really easy. For me, it was uh, want... good, John. Go, you go. I always wanted I was... to see Elton John. I never saw him. I, I saw him. I've seen Elton John three times, man. Amazing concert. Amazing. I'm Just... imagine, yeah. I saw him one time in a double concert with Eric Clapton because wow. he had a song with Clapton. Yes. They did a song together. And so then you, you saw the concert, and it was like uh, I think it was Elton John and then Clapton, and then we saw him a couple times and Amazing, but the one I always wanted to see that I, uh, the the main one there's a lot, but if the main one I was Pink Floyd. I always want to see Pink Floyd. Yeah, so did I. And I didn't get to see Pink Floyd. I I always wanted to see Billy Joel. That's well, he's you, oh. you can still do that. He's still playing. I mean, I, I, I want to see him. I saw Billy Joel a hundred times. 
Patty went to see him when he was in when she was in New York, and uh, my my brother went. It's it's like you know he was he had so, that residency. What's your Madison favorite concert? Garden. I was going out with this girl in high school, who her father owned the first. Farrah Fawcett Majors was her <laughs> name. Her father owned it was only Farrah Fawcett at that time. Her father owned the first like teen like dance club, I guess. Right. And uh, the house band was Rumble. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Billy oh, no. Joe and the Hassles. Well, he was from Long Island. My cousin yeah, used to see him. They used to. I play was the, his ice cream man. Used to play the clam bar. That Order sounds so. That bars. sounds so sketchy. I was, I was ice cream. I was the ice cream man on his route. The ice cream man. But what was uh, the concert? That, what concert? What concert? Uh, what was your favorite concert you ever went to? I know John's easily. I'm trying to remember because I was pretty wasted for most of them. But I think yeah. my, uh, let's see, well, favorite favorite. I think it would have to be Black Sabbath. Ooh, a good one. Yeah, Black Sabbath. I mean, it was I remember smoke rising from the stage and oh, crosses sounds... coming up and shit. And then that music. That's I when was... I kiss. That's when I want, would love to see. I'd like to see oh, Kiss. I, I loved Kiss when I was a kid. I didn't I never saw them in concert either. But what's your favorite, John? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing was... it's Woodstock. Saturday guessing... night Woodstock, yeah. Uh-huh. My my favorite was uh, at the Jones Beach Theater. It was Van it was Van Halen. I love it. Really, it, it was, Van Halen? And it was with I saw, um, an interview, I saw an interview once with Van Halen that was just the funniest. David Lee Roth, he goes, Yeah, I used to have a drug problem, but I don't anymore because I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> the problem was, was I couldn't afford my drugs, and now I can. I didn't see David Lee Roth. I saw the uh, I, I can't think of his name. Who's the other singer for Van Halen? Oh, God. You know who was fun too? I uh, saw Charlie uh, Daniels' band. Charlie Daniels was a fun concert. I love Charlie Daniels. I saw Charlie him. Daniels, yeah. You and, know, it was uh, a great concert too. It was Tina Turner. Never when saw Tina her. Turner never had that band. Oh my God. When she sang. He dated Proud, Tina Turner. Proud Mary? Yeah. No, 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 no. Way after that. Um, private Dancer? Rita, 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 private Dancer. Dancer. Yeah, the Private Dancer tour was amazing. Um, I saw Charlie. I saw Charlie Daniels with the Pure Prairie League and the Outlaws. It was a great concert. Oh man, that sounds like a good one. I saw you know that one. The Almond Brothers were good. When Steve Martin first started, you know, he is he was the opening act for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Yep. Right. And then once he became huge, he had the Nitty Gritty Dirt Wait, what Band was, open what was for the, him. The, what was the Nitty Gritty? What were their their big hits? I'm trying to think. I know, I I know the name. In, I pulled into Nazareth. No, that was the oh. band. Yeah, but they did that same song. And reminisce, isn't that them? No, that's uh, the other way. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so that was the big joke. When I'd say to David, I go, just remember, oh. if I get really big, I go, I may have to hire you guys to open for me. And he <laughs> said, let me tell you something, John. Before that happens, I'm going to put a fucking bullet in my head. Wow. <laughs> so Crosby really believed in you because he... <laughs> I'll put a bullet in my head. But just the way he said, he goes, now nah, I'll put a bullet in my head before that happens. Wow. Um, I just yeah. saw David Crosby on a rerun of Roseanne. Who? David Crosby was on, was, uh, was on Roseanne. He was doing Seriously? Yeah, he played um he played the husband of a waitress that she worked with, and they actually sang a they actually sang a duet. Really? Oh my god! With his his great voice and her, no, not Roseanne. The, the other the waitress, the other, another character in the show who could sing. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, well, it wasn't Roseanne and David. I was gonna say, I can imagine Roseanne and David Crosby fucking doing a, you know. And Goodman and John Goodman can really sing. He actually sang with the Blues well, Travel. Yeah, he's in the Blues Brothers. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. 
the That's Blues so Brothers. I would have loved to have seen so them. In this Canada. is what I never understood, right? He did 19, it not him. In nineteen sixty-six, right. when Janis Joplin came out on the her band was Big Brother and the Holding The Holding Company, Company right. Okay. And the guys in her band in nineteen sixty-six had hair past their shoulders. Right. Yeah. What year did they start growing their hair? People didn't have hair that long. Think about when you see pictures of the Beatles in nineteen sixty-five. They had little hair over their ears. Well, Nobody had long hair like that. No, Everybody but in the in, in in the mid to early sixties, the dudes were already starting. The, the whole hippie. When, when did the hippie stuff start? Could have been wigs. Yeah, but nobody had hair that long. I'm telling you, wigs, no you one know, had hair that long. Well, they did. <laughs> yeah, but no one can figure it out. That was the somebody mystery. had somebody had to start it. Somebody had to that start. Had, that was the mystery. Like people go, how can their hair be that long? Speed. Oh. Oh my hair! The Allman Brothers had long hair too. That, that was like the late sixties, early seventies, right? Late sixties. I'm talking sixty six. Trying to think of any. Didn't Herman's Hermits have long hair? No, no Herman's like, Hermits were like nerdy looking dudes. Who am I thinking of then? Weren't they? Yeah, Herman's. Hi, I'm Herman. I'm Marvin the Martian. Because I'm the one. <laughs> come, come back, John. Here. John actually, actually. Let me tell you something. Herman's Hermits, the only English band that sang with an English accent. Think about that, Mrs. Brown. You um, know, that was actually no, that was, I am. Wait, who's, who did that song? You've got a lovely daughter. Herman's Hermits. That's okay. Then yeah. <laughs> and and Henry, Henry, Henry the Eighth. Henry the Eighth. Verse. That's the first. Yep, yep. I cool. saw an interview with him once, and he was saying that that was a total ad lib on the record. Second verse, same as the first, and you know like, they wanna... just left it in. Yeah, you know who I want to see, and it sound it may sound crazy, but I've always there's such incredible music. I always also wanted to see Electric Light Orchestra. I love you, yeah. and uh, and um, uh, what's the names? Uh, you know, uh, Sarah Smile. You know. Uh, Oh, they were huge, you know. Um, oh, I know who you the mean. The two guys. The, oh, the uh, Hall and Oates. Uh, Hall and Oates. Yeah. Loggins and Messina uh, were great. All right, which, okay, which which concert did you go to that you'd be embarrassed to admit you went to? Which concert? I don't know if I went to any that I'd be embarrassed I did. To. I, well, I went to one that I'm, I'm not embarrassed I went to, but most people would make fun of me for it, though. Well, let's hear it. Oh, I went. I went to see Disco Explosion, also the Jones Beach Theater, with uh, with Gloria Gaynor, uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band, and the, the Village People. Who, I by had the some... way, the <laughs> Village People had a to- yeah, they had a totally different cast. They back weren't in the, the same back in the seventies. I ate I ate some bad tacos and a dis and had a Disco Explosion. <laughs> I, you know, it's surprising the concerts that surprised you the most was at Woodstock Sly and the Family Stone oh, I love Sly. were amazing weren't yeah. the monkeys at Woodstock no but Sly and the Family Stone were the only group like that actually understood like show business well John were you there at the beginning of Woodstock like when it because what was what was his name uh the the guy who the first guy on was uh was not scheduled to go on first but the band that was put scheduled, what's his name? The, the Black um, Amazing, Amazing. Richie Havens. Richie Havens went on first. And he was, according to what I've heard of this in the documentary, he wasn't scheduled to go first, but somebody was late or something. And he just, that's why he stretched out that song. And he just uh, kept, Freedom, freedom. You know, it's just incredible. Imagine, imagine going but, on in front of a million people 
And like not even scheduled going, you're going on before your scheduled time and they're telling you to stretch it out. I mean, and, and he did such an incredible job. Wait, well, there was some band that went on at Woodstock that was nerdy. Like they like you would never imagine they were at Woodstock. I thought it was like the monkeys, but that's it. And they killed, they killed it. But the thing is, Sly and the Family Stone, they came on, they had costumes, right? They danced. You know what I mean? They were like like most rock bands. They just stood there. You know what I mean? But then then they started singing, I want to take you higher. And he's going, higher. And he had 400,000 people singing wow, higher. It was amazing. It was just amazing. You know, they were, you know, and people that talk about it were always saying that they were the group that kind of changed it. You know, people went, wow, we just can't stand there anymore. Like, you got to put yeah. on a show. See, now that I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking back, man, I've seen some incredible guys. I saw Bob Seger in concert. He was, that was incredible. I saw Yes in concert. Oh, yes. Or uh, Emerson, La- Emerson Lake and Palmer. Yeah. Right. You know. The Doobie, I mean, the Doobie Brothers just played here not that long ago. I love ago. the Doobie Brothers. Outside. Right in the Coco Village there. They wow. quite out of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, Very so nice. what have we learned today? That John knows everybody and he <laughs> hangs out with all kinds of celebrities and he's much better than us. And he's, no, he's, he's a man of, he's a man of high wait, quality. Wait, wait, wait. John when is a man talk, of high quality. When you talk about all these movie stars, it's just a different thing. Like you guys know all these actors and stuff like that you've worked with. I don't know any of those people. Yeah, but I this mean, is, like, I, I, just carried, believe, I carried their bag. I just believe yeah, but that we can't it's compare like, to you, John, because they're like, "Oh yeah, I actually did a scene with Bill Murray," and you're like, "Well, I had oral sex with Olivia Newton-John once." I remember that, you know. No, no, but John's saying, right. I mean, I did some cool stuff with these people, but it wasn't like it was work stuff. It wasn't like you're doing it on a friendly, you're hanging friend out. Level. Yeah, that's different. You're hanging out. You know, I didn't smoke a joint with John Lithgow. I mean, I worked with him, but I didn't smoke a joint. <laughs> that would be with him. awesome. Either it would be high. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like. When Crosby, Stills, and Nash, because they were legends, people would come like Bette Midler. And, you know, like people would come because they're Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If you build and, it. And, you know, so you got to hang out with them and you got to meet all these famous people. It wasn't like yeah. they were coming to see John Ferentino. Well, we're, you know, we're, we're, Gregory we're, Hines used to be there all the time. Well, he's great. You know? And, you know, and it was just, yeah, so, we're, you know, we're, I, we're, and I went to Grant. I went to David. You should write a book, John. You should write a book about all the stories. Everyone always, should. Everyone always, and just everyone call always it, tells me and that. call it. Who's that? That's what everyone. <laughs> that's what everyone said when they showed up. They go, "Who's that?" And by the way, we're we're way over time. But before we go, I do want to say something. I did share a cigarette with Brad Davis. So there you go. That's a guy from Midnight Express. If you don't know who he is, no, you don't know Brad Davis. Yeah, we had a cigarette. We I never saw Midnight anybody. Express. We didn't share a cigarette. I gave him a cigarette. I didn't want. We weren't, we weren't uh-huh. like. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't, you know. Well, the only celebrities I mean I, that I've hung out on a fr- on a kind of friendly level is I used to hang out with Tim Allen uh, when we after the shows and things like that. And Billy, uh, Billy, uh, also, um, well, Billy Gardell has Billy been Gardell. A, a, a good a good personal friend for years. Clint Howard, you know, guys like that. So yes, I do have, you know, celebrities. We all have our connections, but John, you can't. We can't touch John. No, can't mine, mine are all like music people, though. No, well, that's I mean? yeah, but legendary music people. It's it, it's not it's it's not like you know, like you know, Hanson. So in other words, so, 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 like so musicians love John, but other magicians can't stand him. 
That's no. true. <laughs> true. They don't get it. They we don't are, understand. We... Like they go, "What did you do different than anybody else does? Why do you know? Why do you have this and I don't?" You know what it is? I know you, we're you having did, fun, but we're way over time. Just letting comedy you know. and the man, but I don't think people realize anyway. Well, we'll is, but I mean, John John is an amazing magician. I think people think of you as a comedian, and they don't uh, get that you're actually an incredible magician. So well, thanks, anyway, Mike. the time. But, uh, Craig uh, is trying to tell us we have to get off. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> all right. How, how far over are we? But that's oh, about said, ten minutes. It's all right. Oh shit, we're, waiting. Said, we're going, going go. into another holiday. It's that all right. said, I gotta go. I gotta pick up Aaron Rodgers at the airport. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm late. I'm late to meet Raquel Welch. She's waiting for me. I gotta go. All right. So anyway, we are the big bad broadcast, <laughs> and I think this was a really fun show today. You guys got to make fun of me, which is nice. I'm depressed and now. We I, haven't I even feel... we haven't even put we just put our toe in the ocean of the people that John knows. I know. I feel so That's, small. It's not true. Meanwhile, the sick part is most of the famous people I'm meeting now are through my daughter. <laughs> no matter, <laughs> still happy. Hey, whatever, man. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it is. All right, all right. Where all right, guys. I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go because I'm going to see Grand Nash. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Which is oh, the man. truth. He actually is which going is, to cut. Which is actually the truth. Uh, I'm, right. I'm going. I'm going to blow a security guard at Walmart. See you later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So anyway, we're the Big Bad Broadcast. We're here every Friday. New show drops. We have uh, almost a hundred shows. That one's coming up. The big one hundred coming show. up. Two more. If we can get Ray Romano for hundred show, that, that would be great, hands. man. Yeah, that would Go be incredible. The day before Thanksgiving, it's gonna be tough, but we'll see. Yeah, but we got to wait the strike. He can't come out until the strikes. That's well, right. Well, you sure. know what? We're only audio, so we can just do it with his... Hey, I mean, you can just do Ray. So uh, I will... Hi. Hi. Happy Thanksgiving. Yay. <laughs> now that the strike is over, i He can't do that. He hates it when people make impress, <laughs> do impressions of him. I didn't yeah. know that. All right, everybody. Say goodbye now. All, All right. right. Goodbye. Peace. Farewell. Bye. Bye. well. Fare well. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.